0: Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. This podcast is from our Supernatural series, where we're exploring the supernatural worldview of Jesus and the power and authority given to His followers. If you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world, you can do that by finding us at gatewaybaptist.com.au. Supernatural. There's more to this world, more than the nature and the beauty around us. God's greater power that speaks to us, reminds us of the power that he has put within us to perform miracles just as Jesus did when he walked on the earth. When we draw close to him, we learn to hear his voice, hear him speak into our lives. God shows, he teaches us how to walk in the supernatural power he has given us. But as humans, we feel flawed. How do we know the voice of God for sure? There are always questions and doubts in the back of our minds. Can we really be certain that the words we hear are from the maker himself? He says to us, I have given you power to heal the sick. Make the blind to see, and free people from sin and death. Surely we can't do such wonders and miracles. Where does that strength come from? I don't want to be held back. I don't want to question the will of God in my life. I see the power of His creation around me. I know there's more out there. What am I called to do with the power of God that's within me? How can I learn to walk in the supernatural?
1: We serve a supernatural God and we need His power in our life. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's exciting to be here with you this morning. Exciting morning as we start our new church-wide series on supernatural, on earth as it is in heaven. You know, I'm convinced that if we're to see this nation reach for Jesus, we will see culture changed, transformed, renewed and redeemed, we're gonna need a supernatural move of God's Spirit in this nation. Can I hear an amen? Does anyone believe believe that? We need more power. We need a a move of God's Spirit, a supernatural work amongst us. We need to be filled with His Spirit. And uh, we are getting to uh, jump into this in this series. And uh, I know that it's going to be uh, stretching for us, it's going to be challenging for us, but I also believe it's going to be very exciting for us as we step into some new things as a church and as individuals. It's an exciting day for us. This is going to be an exciting series and we need the supernatural power of the Spirit because uh, we're taking some big steps of faith as we expect more this year. I just want to uh, celebrate as well uh, today uh, with Logan currently uh, being launched and I'm sure we're going to hear some fabulous stories from today. Uh, Jason is down there. You saw some photos with the team uh, and they are starting Supernatural down there as well. In fact, across all our campuses, uh, we are doing this church-wide series, uh, Supernatural, uh, across all our congregations, in our youth uh, and in our kids as well. Uh, looking to uh, grow Uh, as we we look at the teaching, what Jesus tells us about what it means to walk in the supernatural, but also we're gonna have opportunities to be stretched and to practise what it means to live in the supernatural. Now, I know that uh, as we talk about the supernatural right now, you're sitting here and there'll be a whole bunch of different uh, emotions in the room. Some of you will be really excited. Yes, we get to talk about the supernatural. Others of you will be sitting here feeling a little bit uncomfortable right now uh, when we're talking about the supernatural. Some of you uh, might be slightly agnostic about the whole thing. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Some of you maybe sitting here actually, if you're really honest, a little bit sceptical. You know, oh yeah, okay, not sure about all that stuff. And that's okay, we're all on a journey together. But what I would say to us at the very outset this morning is that if you consider yourself a follower, a believer of Jesus in this place, then you believe in the supernatural. If you believe in Jesus here today, then you believe in the supernatural. Because to believe in Jesus is to believe that God came from outside of our time and space continuum and stepped into the world and revealed Himself amongst us. Jesus, God, outside, supernatural, stepping into our natural world. So if you believe in Jesus, then you believe in the supernatural. And when we look at Jesus, we see a supernatural life at work. When you look at Jesus as He walked on the earth, you see His whole life, littered with supernatural moments. He walked the earth preaching with profound authority and power out of this world. We see Him healing the sick, casting out demons, even raising the dead. We see Jesus walking the supernatural and in the greatest of all supernatural moments, Jesus died on a cross, that great conundrum. How could the divine die? But not only that, three days after dying on an ugly wooden cross, Jesus defeated death and sin by raising to life again. The profound, most profound supernatural moment, authenticating that Jesus was God. He was all that He says He was and in doing so, inviting us also into the supernatural life. We see that as He walked with the disciples. In the Gospels, we see time and time again, He gives them authority to go out and do what He does. Sends out the 12, sends out the 72. Off you go, go and preach with authority, go and heal the sick, go and cast out demons, go and do supernatural work. He commissioned the disciples to do it. And guess what? This is the kicker. He calls us to do the same. We can't just sit and read the Bible and go, they were just lovely stories. Wasn't that wonderful? They did some wonderful things back then. No, no, no. It's for every one of us too. We can't sit here in some kind of abstract space if we believe in Jesus. Jesus commissions us and says, I've given you authority. Go and do the same thing. We're invited into a supernatural Life, And I hope you're excited about that. Uh, and and I, I pray that your excitement rises as God begins to open your heart and your eyes afresh to the supernatural. You know, here at Gateway, uh, one of our values is that we are supernaturally down to earth. That every one of us is called, everyone is invited into a supernatural life. In the ordinary things of life, God walks with us, God leads us, God empowers us and God fills us to do the supernatural. And we are going to do this journey together over the next five weeks. This morning, I wanna look at the first topic, supernatural prayer. And What I wanna say is that prayer, prayer is the foundation to a supernatural life. Prayer is the foundation for a supernatural life. And prayer is profoundly powerful Prayer is profoundly powerful because it is a personal connection between the human and the divine. It's a personal connection between the natural and the supernatural. Hey, so before I go any further, can I pray? And let's pray together. And I'm just going to ask you right now at the beginning of this series as I pray to open your heart up again and afresh to the Spirit that He may lead and teach you in this space. Come on, let's pray together this morning. God, we thank You that You are a supernatural God who stepped out of heaven and came to earth and revealed Yourself in all Your power, but You did it with great humility. We thank You for Your grace and Your kindness and we thank You that You invite every one of us into the supernatural life And God, I pray that you'll help us with our fears, with the scepticism, with our hopes, whatever it is, God. Right at the beginning of this time, will you speak to us? Will you reveal yourself to us? In Jesus' name, Amen. When we look at Jesus' life, we see that He prioritised prayer because He knew it was the source of His power. It was the key to His power. Jesus prioritised prayer because it it was the key. You know, Jesus had a big job description. He had three years to change the world. It's kind of like, here you go, Jesus. You got three years, here's your mission. Go and redeem, go and save the world now. Three years. You know, if that was me, I'd be running around like a headless chicken just trying to get everything organised, get the systems and structures in place. Jesus doesn't do that. We see that in His journey, as He walked along time and time again, we read in the Gospels that He withdraws. He goes to solitary places in the midst of all the need, people chasing Him down, the sick, the needy, the broken, the poor, all needing help, chasing after Jesus. But Jesus often, goes and hides and he spends time in solitude with his Father. He listens to his Father. He communes with his Father. He's in relationship with the Father. For Jesus is of most importance that he spends time with the Father. It is the key to his power. It is the key to his journey, relationship. And the disciples are watching on. And they're watching Jesus you know, as they're bringing people and Jesus goes, I've got to go, I've got to withdraw. They see Jesus withdraw time and time again. And I reckon they're watching on and they're profoundly challenged by this. And so they go to Jesus and say, Jesus, can you teach us what it is to pray? How do you pray? Because we can see that this is of most importance to you and we can see that you are ministering in power in a supernatural way that we don't have. Will you teach us? Will you show us how to pray? And so Jesus takes them up onto a mountain and He teaches them a whole bunch of things, but He teaches them how to pray. In Matthew chapter 6, in the famous Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches His disciples how to pray. And we're gonna turn to Matthew chapter six this morning and we're gonna learn some key things about what it means to pray supernaturally. How does Jesus teach the disciples and teach us how to pray? So if you've got your Bibles with you, Matthew chapter six, starting at verse five, we'll also have the words on the screen behind me if you don't have your Bible with you. Matthew chapter six, starting at verse five says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, For your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from the evil one. Profound words from Jesus teaching his disciples and teaching us how to pray. And there are three things that I want to point out today about what it means to enter into supernatural prayer. The first thing I want to say is that supernatural prayer is imperfect, surprisingly imperfect. I want to tell you about a supernatural moment I had almost 10 years ago to the day. And 10 years ago, I was living in London and I was invited by a friend to go to the West End to see a musical. Now, I'd never really gone to see a musical before. So I thought this would be interesting. Yes, I'll go and I went to watch Les Mis. Has anyone seen Les Mis? Just stick your hand up high in the sky. Was it a supernatural, beautiful moment for you? For some, I, I want to tell you right now, it was not a supernatural moment for me. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know that there was any, diet. it was just all singing. No one said anything. And I didn't know what the story was. I, you know, about halfway through the first part I had, I'd lost track of what was, who was who and what was going on. And, and I was lost, I was gone. I just checked out. I was making jokes with my mate beside me. It was not a supernatural or ethereal moment at all. I have seen the movie since, that helped me a lot and, uh, and I do enjoy the story. It's a wonderful story. And that wasn't the supernatural moment for me. You see, my friend invited a whole bunch of other friends there and one of her friends, this, this person, it looked like she just stepped out of heaven and onto earth. She was amazing. She was beautiful, otherworldly. And her name was Megan. <laughs> Just remember that one, Megan. <laughs> and I thought for me, for me, it was like, wow. At first, like this, I have got to get to know this girl. And, uh, and I was thinking all the way through the first part of Les Mis because I was bored out of my brains. How in the world am I going to get her attention? And so uh, at, the, at the interim, at the interval, we we're kind of standing up the back as a group and we we're near the sound desk and the lighting console. And I was a worship pastor, the time. I knew a little bit about sound and lighting. And so I kind of just started to make some casual remarks about the lighting desk and the sound, hoping that would somehow impress Megan. Nah, not, a, not an iota. In fact, I think she just turned around and just put her eyes up as if weirdo. So I was thinking through the whole second part of Les Mis because nothing was going in, I was lost. I thought, you know what, I've got to find another way. As we were walking out, it was raining because it's London. And so, uh, and Megan pulled out an umbrella And I thought in a very romantic way, I offered to carry her umbrella over her while it was raining, me getting completely soaked. She might argue and say that she was the one getting soaked, but I'm telling you, I was holding it for her. We got to undercover again and I tried to put the umbrella down and I completely destroyed it. She still hasn't forgiven me. This is not going well. So I got one more chance to impress Megan. We're waiting at the train station uh, to get a lift back. And I just thought, oh, just, let's just at least have some conversation with her. Had some small talk about because she just moved into London. I said, oh, so what church are you thinking you're going to? Hoping that she would come to my church. She said, oh, I'm thinking of going to another church in London. I said, that's a stupid idea. You have to come to St. Paul's where I am. It's the best church. Don't be so dumb. I actually, th- I actually think I offended her. I was, I was sitting, I was, I was so desperate to impress Megan. I, this week we went out for a date and I, I asked Megan, I said, Megs, do you remember that first time we it at Les Mis? Did I make any impression at all? Not one impre- not Zippo, nothing. In fact, negative. I made no impression on Megan at all. I won, over, won her over eventually. Uh, but it took a long, long time, a lot of work. But you know what? We, we actually see God and relate to God in the same way. So often we come to God desperate to impress Him. Desperate to kind of think, you know what, God, I've, I bring all this, I've got it all together. You know, I've just got to use the right words. And if I pray long enough and hard enough, then God will accept me. God will hear me if I just come with the right posture, if I I just do it the right way, if I just say the right things, then God will love me, He'll hear me, He'll accept me. And Jesus says, don't do that. That's religious prayer. God doesn't like that prayer. You cannot impress God with all the things that you've done or your wonderful words. Jesus says, don't pray like the hypocrites. The teachers of the law who stand in the synagogue or on the side of the street, kind of puff their chest out and pray about all the wonderful things they've done. It's religious prayer. Tell you, religious prayer stops us from encountering and receiving the supernatural. I tell you why, it's because we come trying to earn favour before God. And in doing so, we fail to recognise that we're in desperate need of the supernatural. And we see it here because Jesus says, He says that the hypocrites have already received their reward. You know what their reward is? Just some impressed people who are walking past hearing them pray. That's it. That's not supernatural at all. Who wants that? Jesus says, don't pray like the religious. Don't pray like the hypocrites. And don't pray like the babbling pagans. The pagans who were the Gentiles at the outside, you kind of like the, the religious on the outside of the Jewish system. You know, they would come and they would just say things over and over and over again, babble along, thinking that somehow somewhere up there, God would hear them if they just kept going long enough. Jesus says, don't pray like them. Basically Jesus is saying, don't be weird. Don't pray weird, you don't have to pray weird. Sometimes we think that we gotta have this, there's this special code and there's this special way of praying. And if we just crack that code and we just a little bit weird, then somehow that's supernatural and God will come. Jesus says in the Andrew circumversion, Don't be weird when you pray. You don't need to be. Don't babble on. In fact, Jesus says two other things. He says, be humble. Pray humble. Hide yourself away. Don't don't look for accolade. You don't have to use big words, impressive words. Just come before God. Be authentic be real. God loves prayers when people say, oh, I can't do it. I'm broken. God, only you can step into this situation. God, I am poor and I am broken. I am in desperate need of you. That's an imperfect prayer. I don't come with all our perfections. We come in our humility and our authenticity and our brokenness and say, God, I need your power. Pray with humility. We pray with simplicity. The disciples come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? I mean, you go up to the mountain for ages, you disappear. I don't know, what, what are you doing up there? Teach us how to pray. Jesus does not sit down on a rock on the side of a mountain pull out the common book of prayer say, well, we've got five years. I've got to take you through this. This is a long, I've got to teach you a lot of prayers. There's 900 pages worth of prayers I've got to teach you. Now, I'm not knocking the common book of prayer. I love this. Worked in the Anglican church for 10 years. There are some profound liturgies and prayers in this. But Jesus doesn't give the common book of prayer to the disciples. You know, He gives them I counted, 56 words, 56 simple, profound words. How do we pray? Well, here it is. It's simple, it's simple. And we've got to stop thinking that we've got to be perfect or we've got this formula or code to pray supernaturally. But actually we're just invited into a relationship We're invited just to talk to God. See, there's this profound connection as prayers, as I said, the natural connects with the supernatural, but it's all because of what God has done for us. He has come for us and He invites us into relationship through Jesus, who has died for us through the cross. He has made a way, He is speaking to us and He invites us into relationship. So we don't need to put on a posture, We don't need to use weird words. We talk to God like we're in relationship with Him. You know, we don't come and talk to our friends in big language, talking like Shakespeare or the King James Version of the Bible. If I spoke to my friends like that, they'd just go, you're a weirdo, go away. They just want authenticity. That's what relationship is like. Prayer is like that. Supernatural prayer is imperfect, but supernatural prayer then profoundly is personal. Jesus says, this is then how you should pray. Daddy, daddy. This is, this is profound. This is profound back then. Jesus sits down and says, disciples, you are, to, you are able to address the God of the living universe who created you as Daddy, daddy, an intimate, close relationship. The disciples would have been going, what? Are you serious? We could talk to God like this? I reckon there's a bunch of you sitting here as well. If you're really honest, you feel the same way. When you think of your own parents or you think of the way that you relate to your own parents and, and then you think of God, you, you have this vision of God who is a judgmental, detached God. And if you're really honest, you find the whole idea of talking to God like, Daddy, is just offensive, awkward, uncomfortable. I believe that God is wanting to change that in your heart today. He's wanting to heal you because the invitation is to one, that, to one of our deepest, deepest intimacy. We are chosen children. We are chosen children. Galatians chapter four says, because you are his sons and daughters, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out again, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. This is all about grace, people. Prayer is all about grace. It's not about your striving or your effort. It's all because of what God has done for you and how he sees you. He sees you as an heir. He sees you as a child adopted in, He has chosen you, not because of what you've done or because of, or, not, or what you haven't done, but because He loves you. Because He loves you and you can come to Him anytime, anytime, and He will look at you and He will love you. I love this in Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 says, which of you fathers, and this is just after Jesus, Luke reports Jesus' teaching on prayer. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You know, God is a God of love who loves us who's poured Himself out for us and we can come to Him then with absolute confidence knowing it's not about me. It's not about what I have or I haven't done, but it's all because of what He's done for me and I can come in absolute confidence. And we see this in the prayer, give us, your, give us our daily bread, forgive us our sins. They are confident prayers and we can approach the Father with absolute Confidence. You know, I was working from home this week and doing some sermon prep. And I was working in my office and there was a knock on the door and in came Eva. Eva just strides on in. She didn't even ask for me to say, come in. She just kind of like, because she just feels permission, she just walked straight on in. She came, Daddy, Daddy, can you, can you come and blow up my ball, please? The girls had found a whole bunch of deflated balls from our last move. And I was busy, obviously, sermon prepping I said, sweetheart, no worries, I'm busy, but absolutely, I I love you, yet. absolutely. I'll run run down and I'll blow up your ball. So pumped up a ball and off she went, played with her ball. Five minutes later, knock, 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 door opens, Eva comes in, Daddy, can you blow up a ball for Maddie now, please, because she wants one. Eva, sweetheart, I'm in my workflow state here. Can't you see I'm writing a sermon and it's just inspired stuff that I'm going up with right now. I'll, I'll be down in a minute. I'll be down in a minute. Door closes. Five minutes later. Knock, knock, knock. Daddy, Daddy, can you come, please? Can we can you get can you blow up the ball now, please? Are you ready? Sweetheart, I'm still I'm still working. Okay, I, I need, I'm still, I'll come I'll come down later. It's, okay, click, shut the door. Five minutes later. Knock, knock, knock. Daddy, are you gonna come? Now, this is what I felt like saying. Eva, do you not understand that I'm writing a sermon about the Father's love for His children and how He will do everything for them? But I didn't say that. My heart had been changed through my sermon preparation. And so I went down and I blew up four balls just so that she would never come back again. You know, we can come to God in the same way. We can come with absolute confidence, knowing that God is not against us, but He is for us and He wants to invite us in. He wants us to know His power and His grace. Oh, I want you to get this this morning, people, that He wants to pour out His grace upon you. And no matter how ugly it is or imperfect you feel, He wants to give you good gifts. He wants to pour out His grace upon you. He wants you to know His love. We can come to Him with absolute confidence. It's the invitation into a profound relationship. Supernatural prayer is imperfect. It's personal and it's also powerful. And it's powerful in its invitation so we're gonna look at it it's powerful in its implication. It's powerful in its invitation. You know, we are called to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's Jesus telling us to pray, to call down power from heaven to earth. You know, God is not a God who just, doesn't just want to give us good things. He also can give good things because He is a supreme transcendent, powerful, creator God. That's the God that we love. That's the God that we serve. He can do it. I've got another story from my family this week. Kids are a great source of sermon material, let me tell you. I received a text another day, just after lunchtime from Megan. And Megan had been getting lunch ready for the girls uh, at home and, uh, and they love having pickles with their sandwich. And Megan had gone and got a pickle jar and it was a new jar. You know, the new jars, they're almost impossible to open. And Megan's just trying and trying to open this thing. And the girls are desperate to get into that jar to have their pickle, right? They're all, they're peering over the counter, going, come on, Mum, come on, Mum. Open it up, we're desperate. They can't do it. Megan's just struggling. And Maddie, uh, Meg's actually text me word for word what Maddie said. Maddie's our, uh, our third, she's just here, she's a character. Words of affirmation, kind of girl, real sweetheart. She says this to, to Meg's as Meg's is straining to open up the jar. I bet daddy could do it. Nothing's too hard for daddy. He's a superhero. <laughs> I tell you, that girl has wisdom beyond her years. <laughs> hey, you know, that's how we are to see God as well. Nothing's too hard for our daddy God, he can do anything, he's supernatural. He's supernatural. And we're invited to ask and pray powerful, bold prayers. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's powerful in its invitation, but it's powerful in its implications. We are His children, we are His heirs, and we are invited to do His work. Do you notice that there's one line in that prayer that actually is a commitment to what we will do? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I love this. I love the fact that we are committing ourselves when we pray, Jesus teaches us to pray, we're actually committing to actually do the work of the Father. What's the purpose of of Jesus on earth. What's the purpose of God coming? It's to redeem us, to bring about forgiveness and redemption and hope. It's supernatural. And just as God is working out His kingdom on earth, as He's redeeming and rescuing and healing, we too are compelled to do the same thing. We too are compelled to forgive, to bring forgiveness to those who don't deserve it. And it's supernatural. We are commissioned, we are compelled to do His work. We're invited to do His work. And the only way that we can do it is by walking with Him, being in communion with Him, being connected to Him, praying and allowing Him to work amongst us. And it's not just an invitation for the few. The implication and the call is for every person who believes in Jesus, because we believe in a God who has forgiven us, who has stepped down from heaven to earth and who has changed us. This is not just for the professionals. This is not just for the people who stand on stage. This is not just for the people who are in full-time ministry. Every one of us who is in Jesus is invited into the supernatural. It's not weird, it's not wacky, it's simple, it's authentic and it's humble and it's wonderful. And over the course of these next five weeks, let me encourage you, lean in. Say, I wanna know something of the profound power of the Spirit in my life. I have access to it. I have access to this power in prayer. I wasn't going to share this story but uh, just uh, about a week ago I was uh, out running and I was running over one of the bridges in Brisbane and there was someone there like, sitting on the edge ready to jump off. Now I, I could, I, there were a heap of people around and I, checked with the, I stopped and checked with the police. There was nothing else that I could do. It was actually better that I, I didn't stick around so I kept moving. And I said, God, what can I do? And God spoke to me and said, Andrew, I'm here. You can talk to me. You can pray to me. I am powerful. And so on the rest of my jog, I just was praying for that young woman. Now, I'm not saying I was abrogating responsibility. Sometimes, we, we, often, God causes us to do stuff. But God spoke to me and said, even when we feel powerless, we have access to a greater power. We're all invited into that story. Every one of us. Every one of us. We're gonna just look at the screen now. We're gonna hear a story from somebody who sits in our pews, Brendan Gibson. Sometimes serves on worship team playing guitar, but works and sits in our pews, comes every Sunday. And uh, had an extraordinary moment just in the ordinariness of life. Why don't you cast your eyes to the screen and listen to this story.
2: I was over at the um, Heaven Come conference uh, in 2017. I was with a mate, um, but we weren't seated together, so we we're actually quite separate. the The music started, and we done a, we done a set, um, some songs, and um, and then this guy came out and, and kind of interrupted the worship. And he said, "Look, I need to. There's people here. We believe in healing. We believe healing is going to happen here at this conference. And you know, there's people right now with." you know back pain and he was mentioning all these different things and he said oh, no this is going to sound really crazy but there's and this is very specific but he said there is someone here that has nightmares each night that they're being sexually abused and I was like wow <laughs> that's pretty out there um and I kind of thought well, I was a bit skeptical to be honest uh, next minute next minute um I had the girl next to me her name was Kia um she stood, she stood up.
3: Well, hi, my name's Kia and I am from Oklahoma, uh, currently living around Norman, Oklahoma. And I had been suffering from like horrific, terrible night terrors for most of my life, but pretty extremely from uh, fall of 2016 to fall of 2017. And so I stood up and <laughs> I started crying, I think the second I did, and then it was just like all of these people around me put their hands on me and started praying over me. Um, and I, like there was like this supernatural power that I felt as I was being prayed for because I had just lived in such an extreme fear. I, I was terrified to sleep at night because of it. So I wasn't sleeping. I was kind of on an emotional. I was at the end of myself. i had had a really difficult year. I was just completely drowning in fear and drowning in anxiety. And it was like the minute I started to be prayed over, there was just like a release in my spirit and a release in my body. And so I went home that night, went to sleep, and it was probably the first night in like, oh, I don't know, like months that I had not had like horrible night terrors throughout the entire night.
2: To have her stand up right next to me, um, I just, that, that was supernatural. And it was just a privilege to pray for her. It was really quite emotional because I just could not imagine a, this girl going through that every night. The next day at the conference, uh, she didn't have any more dreams. And I've been keeping in contact with her ever since um, through social media. And she's been healed, uh, praise the Lord. It's just such an encouragement and it just reinforces that we're following a living, the living God.
3: Certainly, I think learning to walk in the supernatural is something that God always intended to happen. Whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer, it says on earth as it is in heaven. And so I think there's an element of heaven that, that does belong here, but that He uses us to bring down and to believe in and to have faith for and to be willing to be bold enough to step into that because it, it can change lives for sure.
1: How good is that? Come on. Yeah. You know, we're all invited into this amazing story, the supernatural story, in the ordinary and the normality of life. And we heard that from Kia and from Brendan just now. And so what we're gonna do as a church over these coming weeks is to, to actually do this, to actually step out in faith and be open to what God is wanting to do what He's gonna say. And we feel that one way that we can do that is essentially what we heard on the screen just now. Creating space where we listen to God and hear from Him, allow Him to speak to us as a community and then create space every Sunday, a moment for ministry, a moment to pray for people who, who are responding to some of the words that we get during the week and then before the service. What we're doing is before each of our services, is we're gathering together anybody who wants to come to listen to God, believing that God does speak to us. He does reveal Himself to us. He gives us words, pictures, Scripture, what it is for, for His people. Just a little bit like we heard on the screen. So half an hour, 7.30, 9.30 for the 10 o'clock service and 5pm at our 6pm service, just out in rooms eight and nine, just there meeting together, listening and waiting on God, bringing some words to this community and family. And then we're gonna create a moment where where we can respond. And we're gonna do that in just a moment. We're going to respond to some words that have been given through the course of this week and this morning. I wanna say already, I wanna say that actually God has been speaking in profound ways using significant words, very direct words with people who who are going through difficult season, even over the course of this week. The stories are coming out and we believe that they're gonna be more and more. It's gonna take some courage. It's gonna take some leaning in. It's gonna take some vulnerability. It's gonna take humility, but it's also and should be very simple. It should be very simple. God is a personal God. He wants to speak to us in a personal way. Way. I want to quickly speak before we do this to, to, you know, to the sceptics because I know that I can be sometimes be sceptical. Oh, that, that word's very broad. That could work anywhere or, or, or whatever. Here's what I want to say is that God is a personal God who is revealing Himself personally in this place. And some of the words will be broad, some will be very specific, but they are for people in this Room and God wants to answer those prayers. Former Archbishop William Temple said, "When I pray, coincidences happen, and when I don't, they don't." God invites us to pray, to cry out to Him. We have access—a loving Father who wants to give us His power. He invites us, invites us to pray. Shall we do that this morning? Hey, we've got a bunch of words. I'm going to read them out. It's going to be. like in a process, there's a bunch of words. And I want you to be listening and maybe this is for you this morning. And then in a moment, I'm gonna get you to stand and then we're gonna invite the rest of us we all get to participate. We're gonna pray just like Brendan did, prayed uh, for for, uh, for Akia who is next to him. All right, here are some words from uh, this past week. There are a number of people here feeling the weight, a deep weight of condemnation and failure. There's someone here who has walked away from God. And maybe today, this is your first day, you are now coming home and God sees that. There's someone here who has suffered a stroke affecting the left side of the face. There's someone here living in fear, looking over their shoulder, believing they are being stalked by a person or an evil presence. So you're aware of an evil presence or a person following you. God wants you released today. Someone, there's a growing lump under the right arm. Someone else, a painful or fractured rib or sternum. And there's a bunch of words here. It's very interesting as we took words from the eight, the 10 and the six, how precise words are for the eight, 10 and six. There are a whole bunch here for the heart, uh, for, uh, in a physical uh, uh, way. Uh, that was very unique to this service. There's a picture of a beating heart. God is starting to heal that heart. There was two of those. And then there was a picture of a heart bypass or a heart valve surgery, someone who's going into heart surgery. Uh, God wants to heal a heart defect someone was born with. And there's someone suffering with chest pain. That might be one person, summarising all of those, there might be a number of you with those specific ailments. So there's a bunch of words there. Now, if that's you this morning for any of those, I'm going to encourage you to do something right now is I'm going to encourage you to stand just where you are, because we'd love to pray for you. So if that's you right now, can you just stand where you are? Awesome. Other back. Anybody else? Thank you. Awesome. Just stand where you are. We want to bless you. This is a time to receive. If that's you here today, We wanna pray for you, we wanna bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm gonna have a few more things that I think that God is wanting to say in just a moment. It'd be great just to follow up on those. Okay, fantastic. Is that it? Awesome. If you are just sitting around someone who's standing, can you just gather around them right now? We had an amazing time at the eight o'clock, just seeing God break and heal and release and free. We're praying for that as well. Now, what I'm gonna ask you to do is you gather around, if you can get into the front of them, I know some of you can't, That's not practically possible where you are, but if you can stand beside or in front, just so that you can see what God is doing. Often when I pray for people, I stop and I wait and say, God, what is the Word that You wanna give right now? What's that Word? And I just wait. And often I'll just get a sense of something that it's as I open my mouth and start to speak, then God gives me the words, the words of insight. Now, everyone's different with that. But just wait as you gather around. The team are gonna come and we're gonna sing uh, and the, the team are gonna sing over us in just a moment. But just wait as you pray for these people. Gather around them. Maybe you're just a bit further away. You would just wanna extend a hand and pray for them. Feel free to do that. Let's will enter in. If you're sitting here, I, I, I wonder whether too, just as people are being prayed for, you just wait. Maybe God's got something for you. Maybe God's wanting to speak to you. Remember, we've been talking about God is inviting us all into that place of supernatural prayer. Maybe God's gonna give you a word for somebody you're with, a word for somebody you know. Come on, let's all in, enter in. You get the band to come up, just continue to pray. To remain in this place of prayer.
0: We hope you have been blessed by this message from Gateway Baptist Church. We are a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.